All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 35 of Rolling with the Barons. I am your host, head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, Roland Woods. All right. The Brooklyn Barons are a franchise with the Relocation Football League. To find out more about the Relocation Football League, you can go to www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right, there you can find all the latest news, info, and stats. Uh, you can check the standings for the league since our uh, season is finally starting. You can check uh, offensive stats, defensive stats, <clears throat> player stats. Uh, you can also sign up uh, to be in next year's college series as well. If you want to uh, start your road to joining the RFL and becoming an RFL superstar, uh, you can do that there as well. Again, that website is www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right. It will also link you to all the social medias. Uh, you can follow uh, the RFL on Twitter at RFL underscore sim underscore league. You can follow the RFL on uh, IG at uh, Relocation uh, Football League. Uh, and then you can also check out the, the YouTube, Relocation Football League, so you can watch our live games and see the podcast uh week to week from the commissioners of the league. All right. So definitely check out the website, www.relocationfootballleague.com. And also, if you want to follow your Barons, uh, you can go to Twitter and IG, and they're both uh, Barons RFL. All right. <clears throat> now, uh, tough week. Tough week, man. Uh I will start by saying my perception of how tough this week was in comparison to other people's perception of how tough this week was is going to be entirely different. And I understand, man. I, I understand. I'm the I'm the I'm the guy behind the scenes, man. As my boo would say, I'm the one I'm the I'm the one with the strings connected to the puppet. So I definitely am looking at things differently than how most people will look at it. Uh, if you did, I know we played the Toronto Thunderbirds last week, uh, and we fell with the final score being forty-four to twenty. Uh, and technically, man, the score was kind of like <clears throat> forty-four to six before we just squeezed out two garbage time touchdowns at the end. But hey, final score forty-four to twenty. Uh, lots of thoughts on this game. Lots of thoughts on this game. Uh, before I get started into that, I will say I will be switching the pot up a little bit. Uh, I guess you could say I'm going back to how I was doing it uh, last season, where I'll do one pot with the game reaction, and then the next pot would be the preview uh, for the next game. So this this pot, we're just going to do uh, the game reaction. And, uh, man, I really don't know where to begin. Uh, I guess I'll start with me. And my perception of the game, man. My perception of the game. Uh, we did a lot of things right, but with no reward. That's how I see it. I see that we did a lot of things right, but with no reward for it. We're still having a problem uh, punching the ball into the end zone, man, uh, when it counts. When it counts, I'm tired of these uh, garbage time touchdowns, man. Uh, 
we've been having a real difficult time punching uh, the ball into the end zone when it starts, uh, when it counts. And also, uh, when I look at it defensively, uh, we've been doing a good job of containing. We've been doing a good job of containing, but eh, I'm not the biggest fan of that. I'm not the biggest fan of that. And uh, as I go over the breakdown for this game, uh, you'll get a better understanding of things. Uh, I think we'll, we'll start with the offense this week. We started with uh, defense last week. We'll, we'll start with the offense this week. Uh, mixed, mixed emotion about the offense. Uh, mixed emotion about the offense. Uh, now, as I said in a previous uh, podcast, I understand... I understand the approach that I'm taking to these first few games. Like we didn't, we we were unable to really have a preseason this year for us to really get in and test things the way we wanted to get in and test things. Uh, it's different testing against the NFL practice teams in comparison to practicing against an RFL team, man, with an RFL coach or just RFL talent in general, man. Uh, we kind of went through the same things last week with the Explorers, man. We wanted to try some things to see what we can do. Uh, the game ended up being a lot closer, and I saw a lot of things that I did like about it. Uh, and then this week, we decided to take the take take the next step. Uh, I would say last uh, last game against Explorers, we went more with the, we went with the West Coast spread. That was uh, really our base offense. If you really want to say that, by the time the season was over, I can say that we consistently used uh, the West Coast spread uh, more than any scheme that we did last year. So we wanted to start off the season with what we felt familiar with coming out with the uh, West Coast spread. Uh, this game, uh, we took a little bit more risk. Uh, I had it nailed down to two different schemes, uh, one being multiple zone run and then the other one being vertical zone run. And... Listen to uh, a little bit of the podcast, uh, the RFL podcast, or the Bellcast. Listen to a little bit of the uh, the clamor in the chat, the clamor around the Discord, man, just about things, how it could go, and it kind of really switched my gear about how I wanted to attack this game. And, like, I don't want to say that it was only just off of the fact that people were saying what they were saying. Like, I had already, I was already biting my nails between which two that I was really going to, or which one I was going to decide to use between the two. Uh, and in the end, we ended up going with the vertical zone run. Uh, and it was hit and miss with a lot more miss than hit, which we don't like. But at the same time, it gave us a, a very good insight on where our team stands and how we need to move going forward. Uh, the biggest thing that I took away from this game first, uh, even before the lack of touchdowns, was uh, the performance of our line. Uh, I've always felt very solid about the middle of our line with uh, printers, with Lawson, and with Wynn. Uh, at guard center and guard respectively. Uh, but it was just going to be a matter of our tackles. Uh, we made the move for uh, to Kobe Drones from the Diablos. Uh, and then we also bounced back with uh, Alan Trotter, who we felt like with the, the level of competition that he faced, did a very, very solid job. And he's somebody that we're very confident in. 
Uh, but hey, man, new year, new game, and things don't always, excuse me, things don't always look the same, man. Things don't always look the same. And this was just an example of things not looking the same as they looked last year. Uh, <clears throat> we can really say that for both sides of the ball, to be honest. But uh, we're going to focus on uh, offense for now. Uh, we gave up a lot of sacks. We gave up a lot of sacks, man. Uh, I think in total it turned out to be seven. I think six were just Isaiah Ingram. Uh, I couldn't really hold anybody more responsible than our tackles because they each gave up three apiece, and I think all three of the ones that they gave up apiece were all to Ingram. It might have been one that... Uh, it might have been one that wasn't. I think one of them might have been Max uh, Knight. But long story short, man, uh, our protection was not where we wanted it to be. And also, I understand with the pick in the scheme that we picked, us looking to take those shots down the field. Uh, protection is key, man, especially when you face a line of the quality of the Thunderbirds. Uh, not taking anything away from them, we knew what to expect when going in up against that D-line. And we had our wins and our losses, and our biggest losses were uh, the pass rush. We really wanted to take those deep shots. Uh, there were a lot of times where uh, Brinker had to run away from guys and ended up losing more yards than he really had to lose. But I also understand the type of player that Brinker is, and he's going to try to move around in the pocket, use his mobility. He's going to try to still find a way to get the ball down the field. And... Uh, even also with that, there was a lot of pressure in his face that even when he had the opportunity to really get the ball down the field, we couldn't really hit how he wanted to hit just because of the pressure that was in his face. He couldn't really set his feet and make a comfortable throw like he wanted to, man. So it led to some uh, some off-target passes. And those are the kind of things you kind of have to expect against the Thunderbirds. But at the same time, it's like we were... To quote uh, Bruce Arias, man, risk it for the biscuit. And that was just kind of our mentality when we were coming into this game. It's still early in the season. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to look at this game and see the, the final score and see just how things kind of look. How Because th things kind of unravel very quickly. Like, I won't say very quickly. I say we played a good quarter and three-fourths of football. But after that, man, things kind of unravel very quickly quickly in a, in, a, in a limited amount of time man and a lot of that comes down to our line not being able to hold up and uh we know that facing the t-birds line is going to be facing the best of the best so it lets us know how we were uh attack other pass rushers that we face on our schedule going on down the season but uh man they 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 feasted man they feasted, and I'm not mad at it. I respect I respect the T-Birds and their defense, man. But I did feel like we would be able to take the shots down the field. Uh, I saw a lot of press. I saw a lot of press when I was reviewing the film against the Tigers, man, and I just felt like with opportunity, we would be able to capitalize on that. But it's the key. It's two types of it's two types of teams, man. It's like it's how us and the Thunderbirds are the same, but are different. Cause we play well. Usually, we haven't so far this year, which we'll get to. 
when we talk about defense. Usually we play a lot of press. And the key to our press has been our aggressiveness. And the T-Birds are able to bring that aggressiveness with their front four. They don't really have to blitz. They don't have to bring other people. They had a talent in their front four to really bring that aggressiveness as they want to bring that aggressiveness. As as uh, opposed to a team like us who we need to blitz. We don't have any dominant pass rushers. Like, no disrespect to uh, Mar Rivers and the things that he's been able to uh, accomplish, but we don't have any dominant pass rushers. All right? And as you go across the T-Birds defense, man, it's just like, no matter how strong each level is, because you can't take away from the strength of each level, each level gets a little weaker as you move back. Like, first you start out with that D-line, then you move back to the linebackers who still have Wayne Norman, still have Jiren Gray, but then they also have a weak spot. Then you move back to the secondary, where they have Strader, and they have Moran Cola, and Gonzalez, he's, he's, he's a solid safety man, he's up and down. You feel me? But it's then in Mays, he, he has his games where he's up and he has his downs. You feel me? But in comparison, their secondary to the linebacker core, the linebacker core to the D-line, like, as you move back, things get a little weaker, man. And we just felt like we had the offensive potential to be able to go toe-to-toe with these guys, especially in our skill position. It was just going to come down to if our line could hold up. And the middle of our line, I think, did a fantastic job of holding up. But when it came to those one-on-ones with the pass rushers, with uh, going against our tackles, man, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. Now, with that, I don't rethink the trade that we made with the the Diablos with uh Taco with Tacoby Jones. Like I can understand why they might have felt where they are, and then with his age, like they may not be able to uh, get what they want from him. They could probably get a younger guy there who could be just as good, if not better. But with the issues we were facing, uh, going. Uh, when we had uh, Maynard there at uh, at a uh, right tackle, he became a major liability. And it's just seeing if Tacoby Drones is going to be strong enough to overcome the liability that Maynard was. And I can say in this game, he was not. I can say in this game, he was not. But then I can also say I put them in a vulnerable situation going with the vertical zone run. But I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to deny that at all. I, I knowingly put them in a vulnerable situation, thinking that if we could just get just enough time, we could be efficient, all right? Uh, we could be efficient, and as you looked at our offense, man, we were able to make some big plays. It was just the consistency of these plays, man. Like, uh, even going back, starting out with uh, Kenny Steele kind of setting a tone to the game again like he did against the Explorers, man, uh, running hard, uh, showing why he should have been a top 100 player, man, like, He's a beast. Cue the genuine. He's a beast, man. He came out setting the tone, doing what he needed to do. Uh, even on the big, I want to say it was like second and 23, something like that. He was able to catch a pass out the backfield in the flats and take it up the field, man. Do what he had to do. He It was a couple big runs. We had to shrug people off. Like, Kenny has been doing what he needed to do, man. It's really just been a matter of getting a passing game uh, on point. It's just been a matter of uh, getting a passing game on point. Uh, now, we will say we are glad that outside of that fumble that was very costly, I think that fumble started the the unraveling. 
uh, other than that fumble by Brinker, man, he did a good job of protecting the ball. All right, he didn't make a lot of risky throws, which is something that we've been trying to trying to tinker with with Brinker because we know the type of gunslinger he is. But he's been doing a good job as far as in the air as protecting the ball. All right, and we like that. But uh, we also have to do a better job of connecting when we have when we have it there. There was a couple deep shots that he did miss. Now I will give credit to the T Birds uh, D line for doing what they're supposed to do. Getting that pressure, making it hard for him. He can't set his feet. Uh, he's know he's about to get hit and kind of has to rush the throw, things like that. But at the same time, man, if we're going to hold Brinker to that franchise quarterback uh, label and say he is a guy of that status, then he has to make those kind of plays. And it's just as much as it's, on him to make those kind of plays is on me to put him in position to make those kind of plays. All right, so the offense didn't really get uh, things going as much as you wanted to get things going. It seems like whenever something good happens, something tragic happened right after it. Uh, and then even, like, it's not like we weren't moving the ball. We had, there, we had several uh, big plays. Uh, some of them got called back. Uh, one of them that stands out to me the most was the legal touching on Amari Emanuel uh, after a, a huge, huge game. We might have got like 50, 60 yards on that play for him to get a legal touching in the middle of the field. It's like, how are you in the middle of the field? You're the number one wide receiver, but as soon as you catch the ball, it's a legal touching. So that play gets called back. It throws off the, the momentum of the team, how the team is moving. Uh, there was a couple of missed deep shots. I remember one to Joe Johnson uh, when he was wide open. There was one to uh, uh, q when he had a couple steps on the guy. Uh, there were some plays that uh, we wish you could have back. But then we also had the plays like when we were able to hit Bain on the corner route when he was able to get up the field for like 30 more yards. So it's, uh, it's hit and miss, man. It's hit and miss. And the thing that we have to work on right now is one getting more hits than misses, and two getting into the end zone. We've had we had several opportunities to punch it into the end zone, and just as much as we want to give respect to the T Bears defense and what they were able to do, we also want to count out. Uh, we also want to consider that, hey man, if we're going to be the team that we think we are, we have to put sevens on the board. We can't keep scoring threes during the first three quarters and then the last two minutes of the game or the last yeah the last two minutes of the game we want to start throwing up numbers like we can't we're not going to survive like this we're not going to survive like this so that's going to be one me going back to the drawing board and seeing what we can do uh to make things better but two also players have to execute man players have to execute uh Another thing on uh, offense, our re-option. Now, I will say that we tried one thing with our us running the the, v, the vertical zone run. I call it VZR. So I might say VZR just to shorten it. Uh, but one thing with us running VZR, man, we already understand that there's not going to be as much re-option. I think it might have been three or four. Like We understand it's not going to be as much re-option. And I guess a team like the Thunderbirds, man, the re-option is very, very hard to accomplish. But because that is part of our bread and butter, we work to be able to accomplish things like that. Uh, it sucks that we only really had one successful one, and it came down to a great, great block on the guy who looked like he had the means to turn around and uh, stop it in the backfield because 
I think two. All right, so we ran it three times. Two of them got stopped in the backfield. One was successful. And it's like on that time where the one was successful, it came down to another great uh, block from a guy because there was another guy running down. Uh, I can't off my head say who it is. I kind of want to say it was drones on Max Knight, but I'm not sure. Uh, you got to double check the tape. But if it wasn't for that block, we wouldn't have got anywhere. It, it would have been shut down, man. It would have been shut down. And with the line of that caliber, man, those are the kind of things that you have to respect. So it wasn't something that we were trying to continuously do. Uh, but even going one for three for us, that's not satisfactory at all uh very disappointing uh especially when we get down into the red zone uh we had two red zone opportunities where one block could have freed up everything for us and that's 14 points on the board that we missed out on like even uh the one that was successful man one more block uh down the field that could be 21 points that we have on the board man so it's just gonna be a matter of getting that right putting it together we get back to uh, how efficient we were with the last year with Brinker. Brinker was able to score four touchdowns with the last year. And ironically, it was in the first, I want to say, first couple weeks, and we started the same way. Uh, 0-2, uh, we weren't as successful as we expected to be. Uh, well, not we might have went 1-1. I think we just barely beat the Tigers the first game and then barely lost the second game uh, to the Tigers. So we'll see how that goes uh, moving on in the future, man. But... We definitely have to do a better job of punching the ball into the end zone and uh, sustaining drives. And that's on me. Uh, that's on me. It's definitely something I'm going to work on. All right. And uh, we have to do a better job of connecting with our receivers, man. We have to do a better job of connecting with our receivers when they're open and uh, making those plays. There's things that I've been thinking about in order to make that uh, more feasible, I guess, as you would say, more feasible. Uh, but as of now, uh, we're not, we're disappointed, but we're not panicking. I think that's going to be the biggest thing about this, this part today. We're disappointed, but we're not panicking. All right. And then, uh, when we flip over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, I don't want to say I'm more upset with my defense than my offense. I'll say that I'm a little bit more upset with the offense's missed opportunities, but I'm still a little disappointed in the way our defense played. Now, statistically, as far as yards and how things looked on the stat sheet, I think that our defense played exceptionally well. And I know a lot of people might not say that just because of the way things unraveled. Like, the T-Birds were able to score, I want to say, three times in just the two-minute warning from the end of the half. Like, the game took a drastic change in that two-minute uh, drill uh, with the T-Birds able to get three possessions and score on all three of those possessions. Now, one of them, it put them right next to the goal line with the fumble with uh, Brinker. Uh, you, you're going to have those, man. You're going to have those. But just the lack of... The lack of consistency, man... The lack of consistency on offense led to a lack of consistency on defense. 
uh, we played pretty well as far as containing Overstreet. Like we kept it, we kept him under 100 yards, man. I think he ran it 33 times for 97 yards, and he didn't really break off anything until like the last drive that the T-Birds had. And as expected, the defense is gassed. You feel me? But we spent a majority of that game. Uh, stopping him in the backfield, limiting him to short yardage. He wasn't really getting anything off on us. And that's something that I've really been proud of as far as the way our defense has been playing this year. All right? But our my biggest disappointment has been our lack of turnovers, man. And I think that's another – that well, I don't think. I know that's another thing that I'm putting on me. Uh, one of the keys to our success last year was – our aggressiveness on defense, and our ability to get turnovers. That was very, 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 very key for our success last year. And it's been a major drop. Uh, I know this is a new Madden, and you're not supposed to – things are supposed to be more competitive as far as players going off for the ball and blase, blase. But from what I've seen, we're still in the spots, man. We're still in the spots. I think the thing that's been really hurting us is aggressiveness. It's the same with offense. I think aggressiveness has kind of killed us on offense. Uh, we need to be more aggressive and make certain plays, but we also have to put ourselves in a situation to be aggressive. And on defense, we need to be uh, a more aggressive, man. It's been a lot. I don't know who else has noticed it outside of me. I mean, maybe guys who are scouting the team, seeing how they're going to face us. But one major thing that I can say is we've been uh, a lot less aggressive when it comes to blitzing. Now, we've still been getting a lot of pressure. But we've been running a lot of four-man, five-man pressure, man. We haven't really been attacking the way that we usually attack. We were probably one of the most blitz-heavy teams last season. And this year, we've taken more of a conservative approach. Now, it has been beneficial as far as containing people, but it's also been... uh. It's also been, I don't know what the word I want to use, man. It's also been an obstacle. That's what I say. It's, it's also been an obstacle for us because I understand that we're dropping more people back in coverage. Like, we're still getting uh, the run game going. I mean, or we're still stopping the run game. Our, our run defense has been great. Outside of these three touchdowns that Overstreet was able to get, and two of those were just, like, goal line touchdown. One of them was on a fourth and one. We didn't expect it. Just, like, and it took a great block because we had a guy running down to meet him at the goal line. And he just happened to get a great, it was a great block, man. And it just gave him enough of a crease where he could walk right in there, man. But our lack of aggressiveness on defense, I think, is very, very key to our lack of success overall. Because one of the biggest things that helped us, because it's not like so much of the offense has changed. It's really not much of the offense that has changed. It's just that we have way less opportunities that we had in comparison to last season. Like last season, I could count, I could say that we probably averaged two to three extra possessions per game just because of turnovers we were able to force. And not having those extra possessions have really set us back. Uh, and those teams getting those extra possessions because we're going three and out has really set us back, man, keeping our defense on their heels, our offense not really getting time to really gel, uh, get things going, get into a flow, man. So when I look at the defense side of the ball, too, it's like 
maybe we need to bring back the aggressiveness that we had. Uh, if we were going to make any playbook changes this year, it will only be on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I do have, I want to say, I have two that I'm confident in and three that I'm kind of like, mm, maybe we'll see. As far as defensive playbooks that I could change to in order to get the the effects I think I would get. Yeah, the effects I think I would get, the changes I think I would need to see. But also, during my testing, man, uh, I saw those things with the playbook that we're using now, with the Jacksonville playbook that we're using now. But I also understand, man, testing against RFL talent is different than text. Uh, testing against NFL talent. That's why you can you can run the Sims doing the uh the off season, man. But it's not always the same. I know there's some guys out here who build their division and build all the teams they'll be thinking to play or whatever to test yourself against the best. You feel me? But I just haven't really been one of those guys, man. Uh, I I don't like. I just don't like that, man. Like even when you go to the NFL. And you think about how they practice, you can't really build the team you're about to play. You might be able to run some of the things that you think you'll see, man, and scheme for it, but you can't build the talent of who you're going to face with your practice squad, with your scout team. You can't really do that, so I try not to do that as well. Uh, just just me. That's just how I feel. I'm not saying anything to anybody who does anything else. Uh, that's why it's good when you can kind of get uh, a coach or two that you can clash against in the offseason, which is something that we really didn't get to do this year like we wanted to. We didn't really do it last year either. Uh, I can really say that this season I didn't really have as much time as I would want to to really test things the way I really wanted to test things. One, just off the strength of having to find a PS5, you feel me, and then just time, you feel me. But I'm not using that as an excuse because I feel like I am a seasoned veteran coach and I still was able to get some practice reps in. I'll still be able to see things, understand things. Like I know why, which scheme will make us do which thing. Uh, so I'm not really using none of that as an excuse. It's just a matter of, <clears throat> it's just a matter of getting things together, man, seeing what you need to see. And I just feel like our defense was a lot more electric, uh, when we were more aggressive. So that will be something that we'll be thinking about over the coming weeks. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll make the switch for the game that we have coming up. But it is something that we're definitely thinking about. Uh, we definitely want to give a big shout out to uh, Mar Rivers. Man has been doing his thing. He's the one guy who on the line isn't really going to do much more than what he's supposed to do, man. And he's been doing his thing. Uh our pass rush hasn't been as strong. There have been times where we'll drop kit back in coverage. A lot more times than usual. A lot more times where we're dropping of and read back in coverage than usual. So it's just a matter of do we want to keep doing that or do we want to just go back to the blitz heavy scheme we were running, man, and see how it goes. Uh, see if we could pick up on the turnovers. Uh, put our guys in more press because we've been playing a lot of off, man, a lot of mirror zone. And, uh... Though our guys have been uh, efficient with the mirrors on, uh, I'm not going to really say that's their number one strength, especially a guy like Damari. I think though Damari has been making a lot of plays, man, and doing what he does because I feel like he's, uh, I want to say, elite corner in this league, but I know it's going to take time for him to really build up to the elite, especially he doesn't have an X under his feet. So I know people are going to look at him differently. But I feel like he's in the elite corner in this league, man. He's been still been doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, 
There were things that I didn't like about the man coverage and my testing when I was going over things, man, but that's what kind of made me lean towards the Jacksonville book instead of maybe a book like Baltimore because they're kind of the same except for, like, the coverage as far as, like, how much zone, how much mirror zone, and compared to how much man and how much press man you play. Uh, And it's been working well as far as containing man, but... We got to do something, man, uh, to get the ball back. That's going to be our key, man. Our key is going to be what can we do to step up on defense to give our offense more opportunities. So, Because our offense has really been le- leaving our defense out there, man. They've been really just leaving our defense out there. Uh, I don't want to say hang them to dry, man, but it's just been some It's been some hard uh, situations. It's been a lot of uh, adversity. And... I know how things can get, like, not only just on Madden, but just in the locker room. I can see guys losing morale. Maybe guys who've been here longer, like, I can say Yap has been here since I've been here. Like, I played one game, then went into the draft. So, I was able to get Yap. I was able to get Cheese. I was able to get Sparks. You feel me? Guys like that will probably have more of an understanding uh, and less worry in comparison to the newer guys who are just hyped to see their guys play and happy to be in the RFL. Like, when I think about, like, SBJ and I think about Cupac, you feel me? It's like, when I think about those guys and Rubio, like, when I think about those guys, I don't want them to get discouraged. I don't want them to lose morale because they see what's happening, like, the first two weeks. Like, I understand we still have, what, 15 more games to play? Like, I'm not worried. The rest of the league, People outside looking in, they might be panicked. You feel me? Like, I'm not panicked. I'm not really. I don't want to say I'm not bothered because I don't like losing. I don't like losing. You feel me? Especially the Bill. I want to beat Bill. You feel me? But it's like, I'm not really panicked. There's a lot of season left. I understand that. I understand that I'm testing some things, and it's just unfortunate that. In the games where I'm really testing, they have a little bit more meaning than usual. Like It'd be different if I was testing against the NRC East, and it's not a division game that counts as much. You feel me? But not only am I testing against my division, so when I lose the game, it's an extra notch with the loss. I'm testing against some of the best defenses in the conference, maybe in the league. Like I can say hands down I'm testing against the best defenses in the conference, with it being the Explorers, with it being the T-Birds, and with it being the Tigers coming up. Like, we had the Tigers next game, and I'm still on the, I got one more scheme to test, tight vibe. You feel me? It's like, I got to see so I can make the next move. And then I also know we had the Thunderbirds again in week four. So it's kind of like, hmm, do I really want to test this scheme now against the Tigers, or do I just want to go for, I don't want to say go for the dub, because I'm always going for the dub. But it's like, do I want to test something where I'm kind of unsure or do I want to go with something that I feel a little bit more comfortable in? So that's how we're kind of approaching the next week. And we'll get we'll get more into our game review when I do our next pod. I think I'm going to start dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, so I can do my review of the game and then do our preview for the next game. But going back to what I was saying, man, it's just I understand more people in the league or take notes and be a little bit more. I don't want to say observant. I'll say critical. A little bit more critical of these couple losses that we just had. 
uh, especially this one with the score being the way it was, the game looking how it went. Uh, but I'm not as worried. Like, I'm not in panic mode. I'm just kind of like, all right, bet. That's how we look doing that. Now we got to see how we look doing the next thing. Uh, and I don't want other guys who are fans of the Barons to get discouraged. Like, I had a couple of fans. Uh, I know my man ADB hit me up uh, and was like, yeah, man. Uh, we didn't look good, man. We didn't look good at all. And it's like, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. We could have looked a lot better, man. We could have looked a lot better. But then I also understand, man, you got to test the waters. And it's just a little bit of water testing. I'm not too, I'm not, I'm not stressed, man. I feel like we'll bounce back. And I feel like there's guys on the team. Like, that's why one of the reasons why Yap is a captain, man. He's been here for uh, just be his third season being with us, man. That's one of the reasons why he's a captain. Because I just know, man, like, if it comes down to it, he can get in the locker room and get those guys back together, man. Like, we'll be okay, man. We'll be okay. There will be trials and tribulations. I think as the season goes by and we'll see the next team, the next RFL team play the Explorers. And as the season goes by and we see the next RFL teams play uh, the Thunderbirds. And when I go back and look at it knowing like, man, I was just trying to test some things out to see how things would go. You feel me? And then you'll see other guys trying their, I don't want to say trying their best, you feel me, because... But it's going to be trying their best, doing their all, game planning, doing what they feel like they can do. Well, I'm more so thinking like, hey, let's see if this will work. You feel me? Let's see how we look versus this. Because you have to understand, like, facing Isaiah Ingram and giving him six sacks or whatever will build us up for when we have to go through our season later and we're against the Crusaders and they got cold bacon. Or when we're going against uh, the Elks and their revamped defense. So when we're going against... Uh, the Condors, and they got uh, Jacob Reed and Ray Ray Franklin, and now we know how we want to attack them, how we can stay out of the middle. You know, it's like things like that matter. Things like that matter as you go on to face your opponents later on down into the season. And just like on both sides of the ball, like when I'm looking at my defense, it's like when we go up a team against the Snowhawks, containing ain't going to work against G-Money. I respect the Snowhawks and G-Money. G-Money is one of my favorite players in the league. That containing, it's not going to work against G-Money. You have to make the plays. You have to make the stops. You have to get the turnovers. And that's going to be key, man. So uh, we'll be thinking about who's going to make that defensive book change. But it's just certain things that I've seen that I haven't really liked. I don't like. I feel like our rushers have been playing more coverage than doing the rushing. And I don't like that. So that's something that we're looking at. And I think because of that, it gives the quarterback too much time to make a decision. Even if it's just a simple decision like, oh, I'm going to take the, the three-yard check down. Instead of risking it how they were used to risk because that's who they see and they're running out of time. I think that's a lot of what Brinker's been going through, man. Like, he's running out of time. And this is the guy I see, so I'm going to take the shot. And I think... Us playing with that aggressive last year led to a lot of those picks. Like, if you go back over our film, a lot of the picks you'll see is somebody right in the quarterback's face before they threw it or they get hit as they're thrown. Like, that has been key for us. And I think we had to go back to go back to that. Like, I've even noticed that I haven't said Gorilla Gang at all. I don't even think I don't post it a Gorilla. You feel me? Because I don't feel like we Gorillas right now. And it's like, 
I got to get back to feeling like this defense is gorillas because I think our defense being gorillas hyped the offense, made them gorillas, make them want to do better. You know what I'm saying? And really show who we were, man. So it's going to be a matter of me just switching some things around. Like, I'm not switching off the read option. I'm not switching off this Baltimore book. Y'all going to see the reaction for the whole year. It's just us getting our defense where it needs to be in order to put our offense in the best situation, man. And if I can, I might go back and look up the stats just so I can talk about on the next podcast of how many extra opportunities we got and how beneficial we were off of those extra opportunities. Like, how many points did we really score off turnovers? Because we had a lot of turnovers, man. A lot of turnovers. A lot of good stops. Now, it might end up being sacrifices in other areas. But that was the key to us putting points up on the board, man. Was get, we're, we're getting those turnovers, man. And that's something that we have to get back to. We have to get our defense off of the field. And we can't put all the pressure on our offense to get the defense off the field. We can't put all the pressure on our offense to get the defense off the field. Our defense, our, just like Justin said, our $200 million defense, you feel me, should be getting us off the field. Our defense should be looking like $200 million out there. So we're going to take the steps that we have to take to make us look like $200 million because the Thunderbirds definitely came out looking like $200 million. Just the line alone came out looking like $200 million. So we have to do a better job of using our strengths to our advantages, man. And that, again, comes back to me, man. But that's the key of being able to have these tests, man. That's the key of being able to have these tests. Uh, I think we did a great job of limiting the receivers of the Thunderbirds. Like, we, I understand the weakness. I don't even mind telling y'all because do what y'all got to do. I understand the weakness of the way we play defense is your tight end might get off. Your tight end can have a 200-yard game against us, and I still feel like we're going to win. I'm not worried about I don't feel like we don't play. Like, we're not playing nacho cheese. Shout out to the Voyagers. We're not playing nacho cheese. I'm not really worrying about none of y'all tight ends really getting off of me and changing the game. You feel me? But at the same time, man, Tate Phillips this week was able to go out here and do his thing. He was able to go out here and do his thing, man. And... A lot of that was situational uh, position where they, people were able to go or able to get the ball uh, off of a turnover or just momentum of the game and things like that. But when you think about elite receivers, man, they're going to name a few people before they even get the nacho cheese. And nobody else has the nacho cheese. Like, not taking away from how good your tight end may be, we have Patrick Bain. I think he's one of the elite tight ends. Uh, RFL Hall of Fame tight end. He's not Nacho Cheese. He's not Nacho Cheese, man. Like, you give him that same, you give Nacho Cheese that same catch Bang got, that's a touchdown. Because he got the speed to go get that done. And it's like, I'm not really worried about nobody else's tight end really getting that off, man. I'm not really worried about that. So, I understand that may be one of the weaknesses to our game. Yeah, that's cool. I'm with that. Just like, hey, you want a short pass, short pass. We will stop you. I think we were probably one of the best teams of not giving up yards after the catch. I feel like we're one of the best teams of that. Uh, that might be a fun fact with Pat. I feel like we're one of the best teams of not giving up yards after the catch. But, hey, until we bring it all around, 
defensive and offensively, man, these are the kinds of things that we're going to have. Uh, these are why you test, man. This is why you do the things that you do. And it's just a gift and a curse that I'm able to test against the teams of the talent that I get to test against. But it counts twice because not only is it a loss, but it's a division loss too. You feel me? So we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm still highly confident in uh, what will get done. I'm still highly confident in what will get done. Uh, hopefully, the rest of the team remains as confident as me. But I can understand why they wouldn't, man. Because nobody wants to lose. Long story short, man. Nobody wants to lose, man. Especially your first year in the league. If you feeling like, oh, if I could have did this or I could have did that. But I don't want y'all to have none of that pressure on y'all, man. Like, this is all about coaching for real, man. And just putting the team in the best situation. That's how I'm learning, just as everyone else is learning, man. Learning the game, man. Seeing what it is. Seeing what it is. It's like, just as an example, and this is something as we proceed to what we're going to go into next week, even though I'm not going to talk about our game plan, it's just FYI. You feel me? When you looked at how the Thunderbirds played the Tigers, and then you looked at how the Tigers played the Elks, you would have never got the correlation that the Tigers were going to play the Elks that close. That it came down to three points. Not the way that they just lost the game uh, to the Thunderbirds. You feel me? Same way. Just like the way I just played Bill, and it was a close game, a three-point ending. Nobody thought that the Thunderbirds game was going to have that same ending. Maybe some Thunderbirds, and that's what they're supposed to think. But nobody expected it to be the type of wash that it was. You feel me? But it's just trying different things. I tried one scheme against Bill. I tried the next scheme against uh, the Thunderbirds. Now it's just a matter of if I want to try the ne- another scheme against the uh, the Tigers or if I want to use one of the schemes I've already used or just a different game plan. Do I want to uh, go back to the base that I used last year as far as what I want to do with things? It's just looking at the tape and seeing how I want to test things, man. It's like, I don't know how to really... I don't know how to say it better than that, man. It's just you live and you learn, and I understand, and I'm learning, learning before I even went out to go live. So it don't bother me the same way. It's it's going to bother other people, man. I don't think it drops us as a team. I think as the season goes on, people really understand. Be like, dang, you know what? I see what he was doing, man. But right now, you just see 0-2, and then 0-2 in the division, man. Nobody's really thinking like that out of me but it's no panic it's no panic from coach woods man hopefully it's no panic from the team hopefully morale can still stay high in the locker room uh definitely been talking things over with nikki flames to get his perspective on things you feel me because it's also good to have a, a outside eye that you trust you feel me like i know he wasn't really in there with me when i was deciding what was going to happen of course i bounced ideas off of him like, but these first two weeks, I just told him, like, hey, I'm doing this and this because I want to see this. Oh, yeah, this game, I'm doing this and this because I want to see this. You feel me? And the, Thunder, the Thunderbirds scheme, he was highly against that. He was not for none of that. But it's like, hey, I had to see. You feel me? And for Nicky Flames to not want me to go vertical zone run because he liked vertical zone run. For him, for me not to do that, or for me to do that and him not want me to do that, that already showed. That already showed, but I have to see. You have to be able to measure. I can't really measure things without seeing it. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. We'll bounce back. I'm not really too concerned. If we go 0-5, 0-6, then I'll be worried. Right now we're 0-2. We can bounce back. 
We still got what five auto wins. You feel me? So I'm not really too. I'm not really too concerned, man. I'm not really too concerned, but I also understand that we have to win these type of games if you want to win a reload. We have to win these type of games because these are the type of teams we're going to be facing. The Thunderbirds, the Explorers, the Steamers, uh, the Snowhawks. Like, those are the type of teams we're going to have to beat if we want to get a reload, man. And the best way to do that is to get what you can, get the information you can against those teams. I feel like later on down when we play the Thunderbirds again, we played them week four. Like, I already know what scheme I want to run for that. But it might be another scheme that comes out of the woodworks that I end up running for that. You feel me? Like, I know when I play the Explorers again, I know what I want to do, what I feel like should be best. You feel me? Sometimes it's not even the scheme. Sometimes it's just the, the training that goes with the scheme. And because I can't be as exact with the training, it kind of changes things. I have to learn that. I think both these weeks I pick inside zone run. I haven't tried to do nothing else but run inside and then change the scheme. That's why Kenny has been the lead for most of these games. Like It's, it's been the Kenny show because I go on the train and I pick, hey, get the ball to Kenny. So, as we grow, as we go out through the season, man, I could change my whole training. I could still go next week and say, hey, now I want to try this scheme, and then I want to run with it again, pick inside zone while we up against the Tigers. You feel me? It'd be a whole different way that we attack, but still leading with running. Like, that's that's key. That's key with all of this. You feel me? But, long story short, we took the L. Defense looked kind of iffy. Offense definitely look iffy, and I don't want to say iffy as performance for the defense. I just feel like iffy as far as our approach. Uh, I think I want us to be more aggressive, so I'll look into that. I'll look into that uh, over these next, I guess, couple, I won't say a couple days. Before the Thunderbirds game, the next Thunderbirds game, I know what I want to do as far as changing the book or not. You feel me? Because I really don't like, I've seen Kit. Make too many tackles five yards off the line of scrimmage, seven yards, ten yards off the line of scrimmage. Kit in coverage. One of the big touchdowns to put the explorers up was Kit in coverage. It's like if anybody knows Kit, not the hitman, like he's not a guy that we have in coverage. You feel me? But I understand with this book, that's kind of the way we're going to play, man. And it's kind of about putting people back in the position that's going to make them the best. And Kit is at the best when he's coming at you. When I got five, six, seven people coming at you, man, it changes the game. And we just might have to get back to that in order to put our offense back in the groove, back in the momentum, give them a couple more shots with the ball. And it'd be nice to have, it'd be nice to score a touchdown before the fourth quarter. That'd be great, too. That'd make my day. If we could score a touchdown before the fourth quarter, that'd make my day. You feel me? But we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. Uh... I was I said I was gonna do a short pot. This one almost an hour too, man. I guess this is my short pot. But it is what it is. Uh thanks for everyone who listens. You feel me? Big shout out to uh, everyone who listens. Uh hashtag league first, definitely. Definitely. You feel me? Uh shout out to Smitty on your new endeavors, man. Good luck, man. Good luck. I hope you're able to accomplish everything that uh you're able to uh that you want to accomplish, man. And I hope we see you see you back again soon, man. I know you'll be back, man, but I just hope you're in high spirits when you return, man. That you feel like you have accomplished the same way you feel about this league and what you accomplished with this league. I hope with your life endeavors you're feeling the same way when you come back, man. So uh best of luck to you, Smitty. Uh shout out to uh, Bill and Mix for holding things down, man. And uh as always, man, uh 
earn your stripes, okay? Uh, protect the crown, okay? Gorilla Gang, yes, sir, Gorilla Gang, all right? Bomb Squad, and last but not least, go Barons. <laughs>